Knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... for the Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. Back to the program, hour number three, safely underway. Thanks to Keon Brown, Elizabeth Kitley for joining us on the program. Shane Nichols coming up in about half an hour. Time now for the Rolf Report with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Rolf, here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm so, so wonderful this morning. Good to visit with you, my friend. Uh, Great to have you, as always. As always. A lot going on, man. College football playoff is out. What do you think? It is. First of all, first of all, how delicious was it last night when it appeared the Phillies knew what pitch was coming? Yes, game against the Astros. That's true. (laughs) The irony of the irony. Yes, (laughs) and 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 the Phillies mashed five homers in the first five innings of the of Game Three last night. Mm -hmm. Legally, legally, that's that's right. Not cheating. (laughs) <laughs> not cheating and launching home runs into Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> they got that look about them, don't they? I think they're going to pull this thing off. I really do. <laughs> Crazy. Well, last night they did for sure. But yeah, college football playoff. You know, it's a pretty good start. I mean, there's, the teams are going to play each other, right? Tennessee plays Georgia this week. Ohio State plays Michigan at the end of the year. You know, I think the teams that are probably sitting in a pretty good spot to get in just because of the way the schedule turns out. Uh, are Clemson, if they went out there in pretty good shape, right? Mm-hmm. And crazily enough, Van Alabama's in a good spot. They the are. fact that they're ranked ahead of TCU is really surprising. TCU, if, if, if TCU was Oklahoma or Texas, they'd be ranked ahead of Alabama. Right. They're clearly being punished for brand bias here. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think in a way, 
So, yeah, that, that's what's one thing. And then the other thing is, you know, this game Saturday, Tennessee could lose this game to Georgia, right, and then not have to play Alabama again. Right. And maybe they just dropped a fourth. I agree. This game on Saturday means much more to Georgia. So the fact that Tennessee's number one is a good spot for them. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. Obviously. Obviously, but my point is is that they've got some margin for error here, and that they've already beaten Alabama, so that gives them a chance to finish eleven and one with a win over Alabama. Even if they don't win the division, they could they could finish at four. Well, and I agree with you one hundred percent, Bill, about TCU. The only way they're going to get in, I guess, is if maybe, like you said, Georgia loses, Michigan loses eventually, right? Then maybe they would sneak in. But Alabama's sitting there as well, so. They've got some issues, and you could argue, yeah, you could argue TCU has a better resume than Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two top twenty wins on there. Yeah, absolutely, you could. They get it done every week. Uh, well, I know Virginia Tech's hoping to get it done this week against Georgia Tech in this five game losing skid. Uh, your thoughts? And again, I guess um, the penalties before the pre snap penalties are just something that's driving uh, the coaches crazy right now. Yeah, so the Hokies uniforms at NC State apparently were orange, maroon, and yellow <laughs> again. Right. And, and, and it doesn't, it, it's clashing. <laughs> it clashes in every way. You know, Tex had 27 false start penalties on the year. Unbelievable. That's over, that's over three a game. And they're not good enough offensively to always be in first and 15 <laughs> or worse. And. They've got to get that cleaned up. If they don't, they won't beat Georgia Tech Saturday. Um, and then the special teams have just been horrific. They're they're not punting the ball the way they've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not returning punts at all. Uh, Chance Black muffed those two kickoffs out at NC State. Those are absolute killers. And uh, you know, defensively, they're not getting pressure on the passer, uh, and they're being exposed. I don't know if it's lack of athletic ability in, among their linebackers or the way teams are scheming, but they're getting picked apart in the short game. Coach probably covered all of this yesterday. Right. It seems like it. It seems like they're playing whack a mole. You know, they fix one thing and something else pops mm-hmm. up. And you know, now without Malachi Thomas, who's listed, Brent said he's doubtful for Saturday. That's a challenge too. So I think you know it's kind of funny. There was an interesting columnist that Ken Segura in Atlanta wrote. Georgia Tech's going to look at the film and go, finally, we're playing a team worse than us. <laughs> and, and Virginia Tech's looking at the Georgia Tech film saying, look, finally, there's a team worse than us. <laughs> so, I think both both teams are looking at Saturday as let's, let's end these losing streaks we're on and, and we can get a win. You know, I think the fact that Tech is at home, Virginia Tech is at home, uh, this is a good chance to, to break this slide and Georgia Tech's quarterback Sims did practice yesterday, but it's it's only Wednesday, so we'll see what we get on Saturday when they come out at twelve thirty. What did you see, Bill? I mean, the third quarter it looked so good, and it looked like boy, what a response after halftime. Maybe this is what we've been waiting on. What did you see you liked the most in that third quarter? Some of the keys, and then what happened afterwards, in your opinion, as you watched well, the full? Well, they opened up. Uh, the offense a little bit. They took some shots downfield. They made some plays. I mean, they've been um, pretty conservative offensively through, you know, clearly the first 24, 25 quarters of football this year. They, they took some shots, and 
Caleb Smith came up with a big play. You know, Grant Wells can throw a good deep ball. Mm-hmm. And they finally made some of those plays. Uh, but then in the fourth quarter, after those muffed kickoffs, they were starting inside their five-yard line. The momentum changed a, a little bit in the fourth. Uh, hopefully we'll see more of what we saw in the third quarter throughout the game here Saturday and the rest of this month of November. Well, and something else I've heard you talk about on the broadcast, they're not getting enough pressure, are they? They're just not doing what Tech's used to doing on defense. No. No. They're not causing any havoc in that backfield. And as a result, right offenses aren't turning the ball over. They're they're not getting the turnovers. They're they're not getting – uh, you know, the ball's not on the ground. The timing for the offense isn't uh, disrupted on every play. And so teams are staying in rhythm against the Hokies. And it's, it's, but again, now Tech played some pretty good teams in October. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting into the month of November. And there's some pretty good teams left, too. And Liberty's playing great. Duke's playing great. But I think the toughest part of the season was October. Right. Remember back in the beginning of the year, we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. You saw the first four, the middle four, now the last four, and that middle four was really arduous. We'll see how they play. I'm, I'm concerned, regardless of who Tech plays. Okay. I'm concerned about penalties and injuries, and um, if you've got guys that are out, that's, that's a problem. And then if you go out and compound that with ten false start penalties in a single game, right? It's just. The odds are just so against you, right? It's <laughs> you're not going to win. It's just impossible. So they've got to clean that up. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report here on this Wednesday. We'll step out, take a break. Bill's going to go over what's going on the latest with the SMA, also the Baker Team Game of the Week, plus the NRV Heart Clinic Top. Three, as we move along here with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth and the Roth Report. Stay with us. More coming up. Louise Baker, the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors. Hire an experienced real estate agent to help you navigate the world of purchasing your property. Dealing with lenders, selecting properties, seeing the inside, making an offer, and all of the details to closing. Let a professional help you with the steps. Louise Baker, Long and Foster Realtors. Contact us at nrvhomeswithans.com. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's universityclubofvt.com. From the classroom to the studio, 
to the stadium. It's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. It is the Roth Report here on BDST. Bill, what's going on this week with the group? Well, I want you to know we've studied this very hard. We've spent hours going through the numbers, pouring through the data. We've determined the best job in sports to have, Rick, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you'll agree with this. Yes. The best job in sports to have is former former Auburn football coach. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Auburn now with the news. They're now going, they're, they're paying 50. The total's now up over, actually, just over $50 million to pay people to not coach Unbelievable. Auburn's football team. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But in all seriousness, uh, we're doing our analytics project this week. So we started on Monday. We'll continue it here uh, today. This is one of the big projects that we do in in one of our classes in which the students have to propose an event, relocation of a team, or a one-off type of thing and dive into the numbers, how a sponsor gets an ROI, the return on their investment, how the TV numbers would work out, how the Hotel rooms would be divided up, how it makes sense for a specific city. So, for example, uh, they have to, several years ago, a team did an NBA relocation project, why an NBA team should move to Seattle. Mm -hmm. And they went through the whole thing based on uh, average income in Seattle, television ratings for NBA games in that city, uh, potential corporate partnerships in that city compared to others. And that's an example. And... The NBA hasn't done it yet, but the NHL did. Right. The NHL did move a team into that city. And uh, I joke with them all the time, as soon as the NBA needs some, a study done on why Seattle will work for them, we've already got it because uh, our kids did a great job with that. So that's what that's what we're doing this week in that class. A lot of numbers, a lot of pouring over statistics, and whether it's population and average income and, and uh, how things would work in a specific market. I like that. It's a lot of out-of-box thinking that a young person has to think of, right? Just to see how the dynamics and what some of the thoughts that go on inside those buildings are also, right? Commissioner's offices and so forth and ownership. So, yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a nice uh, directive that they have to come up with. Yeah, one of the things we did, we did a test run yesterday, on Monday rather, about what, you know, the, the, there's two major, the two biggest cities in, in North America without Major League Baseball teams right now are Mexico City and Montreal. And so we said, well, you know, why don't they have teams? Why did Montreal not work? Mm-hmm. And you look at certain numbers. Why Why would Mexico City not work? Right. Well, Mexico City's bigger than New York. Mm-hmm. They love baseball. Why don't they have a team? <laughs> it's a lot closer to Houston and San Diego and, and Arlington, Texas, right? Right. Absolutely. Well, so but why doesn't Mexico City have a team? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we go into that and, and why... To this point, it hasn't worked, and uh, it's a it's finance finances. That's one part of it, and and other things as well. Um, Montreal the, is the curious city to, to me. Yeah, me too. Um, that's the one that that we it it kind of all adds up, you know. Uh, the, the 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 baseball history in that city, and now that you could play indoors, you know, they always always had to play outside, right? Before. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and uh, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if one of the groups, I haven't seen, they make their pitch today. Uh, 
relocate Tampa to Montreal. I wouldn't be surprised if a group comes up with that and can show us why it would make sense. Absolutely. I think it would. I know that's something that they kicked around a few years ago. I like it. I think that should happen, to be honest with you. Hey, I want to ask you before we get into your Baker team game of the week, uh, your thoughts on this Big 12 deal, the media rights deal they just signed, and what it potentially means. I guess the Pac-12 is dealing with Amazon before they finalize whatever they're doing, and then ACC sitting there still locked into their long-term contract. What would you think about what the Big 12 reported? Well, if it's accurate, they're going to make about $38 million a year per team. Um, and I think it's interesting, as long as there's playoff access, which there will be for the Big 12 champ, and as long as there's a grant of rights, which apparently there will be, it gives stability to that league for a long time. I think it's interesting that, that the Big 12 is, is is declaring a victory. It's splitting $380 million 10 ways, or $38 million a team. And we know that Clemson, two years ago, from the ACC, made $39.5 million. Mm-hmm. And people bash the ACC's television deal. Right. Um, and, I, you know, the ACC makes more, it, the ACC's current deal makes more money than what the Big 12 just announced. But you're divvying it up 14 ways. Yeah, yeah. Plus Notre Dame. But the per-team take in the ACC, at least, there's a lag. We don't, we don't have last year's numbers because they, they wait two years. But, but but we know for sure that Clemson two years ago made more than any Big 12 team will make next year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of a sudden, John Swafford's deal doesn't look that bad, does it? That's a good point. When you break it down, do you think this hurts Notre Dame's leverage any with NBC? Because I know you talked about it here on the Roth Report about how they were searching for satellite programming, right, to put another – game either in front of the weekly Notre Dame game on an extended contract or after that yeah, game. Yeah, but they, yeah, they get that with NBC now, with the, with, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with the Big Ten now. They've got that. Okay. So right. They're in good shape. Okay, yeah, so yeah, NBC will have the, the Big Ten game. So they'll just put that uh, around it. Okay, I wonder how that might be. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, NBC will have a Notre Dame-Michigan game in prime time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what ESPN lost. Okay, so ESPN is losing the Big Ten completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, but, but they're splitting it up with with other leagues. Right. But, but right. ESPN gets the SEC starting in twenty four. So we could spend an hour talking about. This. I know if it's fascinating. It is. If you're an ACC fan or a Tech fan, you need to know that next year for twenty twenty three, the ACC is going to have a lot of exposure on ABC and ESPN. Yeah, that's right. Because 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 the because Disney loses the Big Ten next year, but does not get the SEC in its exclusive partnership to the following year right right so for one year <laughs> for one year <laughs> hey. you're gonna see you're gonna see an awful lot of acc football so next year when when you know virginia tech's playing uh purdue um you know that that'll move the espn um but next year when virginia tech plays rutgers which will be a road game um that will that will not be a disney game That'll be on big. That'll likely be a Big Ten Network game, right? Next year, right? Or, or right. one of the one of the uh, FS one that type. Yeah, right, right. Well, I guess your Baker team game of the week was a no brainer, right? I'd forgotten about it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. It has to be that game. <laughs> Tennessee, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Three yeah. thirty, uh, CBS. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Uh, I, I think you know the SEC has such good games, but here's a one versus two SEC game. And it does not involve Alabama, so uh, it, it's been 
It's been a really good season for Tennessee. Their offensive numbers are incredible, but they got to do it on the road in Athens. And uh, uh, I think it'll be just a tremendous game. And again, if, if, if Tennessee loses, they're not out of it because they, like I said, they they finish up eleven and one with a win over Alabama. Mm-hmm. They still can get into the playoff. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, before we finish up here, always uh, my favorite part of the Raw Report. It's time for Bill's NRV Heart Clinic Top Three. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. All right, what are we looking at here for the Top 3? I'm excited. You know, the Georgia Tech-Virginia Tech game Saturday in Blacksburg, this used to be the game of the year in the Coastal, right? Yes. Back yes. when the right the Hokies, when the league was formed, or the, when they split the divisions in 05, right? Mm-hmm. The Hokies won the division 2005, 2007, 2008, 2008. And Georgia Tech won it 2006, 2009. So you're talking about just for about those first nine years, the winner of this game won the division. Okay. So, but it's been a crazy series, right? So, my top three memories of this series, and two of them aren't specific plays. So, like, I could come up with a lot of incredible plays, like Brian Randall. Number three, Brian Randall throws a touchdown pass from 80 yards out to Eddie Royal in the fourth quarter when the Hokies were trailing big in Atlanta Mm -hmm. on a Thursday night, and they came back to win the game. And Georgia Tech would point out to a game that Calvin Johnson had at Lane Stadium. That's before Calvin Johnson was Calvin Johnson. (laughs) Right, right. Who is that big dude? Uh, Who's that guy? Yeah. Um, But number two, it was an incredible night. The Hokies, Sean Glennon, and two of his teammates had to wear Georgia Tech practice jerseys mm-hmm. in a game in Atlanta because the Hokies had jerseys stolen from their locker room before the game. Do you remember that? I do remember that. They had to write their name and on they the made back. The, yeah. They had to write their name on the back. They had to <laughs> use a Sharpie and black out the Russell Athletics logo and do a Nike swoosh, all freehand, and, and, and Glennon... Very fine quarterback that night. Very poor penmanship, uh, but he had to design his own jersey uh, in the locker room, and, and not just design it, but write you know, write his name on the back of his own jersey for a big game. That's number two memory of this series, right? Right. And number one, a game that never got played. Lane Stadium, two thousand, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech are getting set to kick things off. And the Hispanic College Fun Classic, I think they call it, and Lightning and Storm. And the game was a washout. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a Virginia Tech-Georgia Tech game that never got played. I like it, yeah. And the, and the answer to a trivia question, when was the first time Enter Sandman played at Lane Stadium? Oh, really? It was for the Virginia Tech-Georgia Tech game that didn't ever begin. Wow. And was never played. That's pretty cool. I'm going to steal that. Going <laughs> that's good. That's a good fact. <laughs> yeah, you could win a fresco. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I love fresco. Uh, all right. Well, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, we look forward on the We're call. We're going to play this week. We're going to play this week. Yes, yes. Hopefully, uh, for the Hokie Nation, uh, a chance for a feel-good type of thing. So, 12:30 kickoff. By the way, this game could sell out. They're not just there yet, but there's a ton of fans coming again, and. Um, there's not very many. There's not many 
schools that will put 65,000 people or more in a stadium, uh, you know, with this type of five-game skid that Tech is on. Very true. So to do that says an awful lot about Virginia Tech fans and their passion and their commitment, even though they're not having the type of season. But I'm telling you, man, there's four games left. There's some football left to be played, so let's see how these kids do. All right. Well, we look forward to your call on Saturday, my friend, and uh, we'll talk again next week. Thanks, pal. There you go. That's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We will take a break. We'll come back when we return. Bradford University assistant basketball coach Shane Nichols will be in studio with me. We'll break down uh, the performance in the exhibition last night. Look ahead to first trip of the season coming up next week. Stay with us. Don't go away. This is Rick Watson, voice of the Radford University Highlanders and host of Big Dog Sports Talk. Let me tell you about my friend Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster. If you are looking to buy or sell here in the NRV, I can think of nobody better to take care of your real estate needs than Louise. She's meticulous, very detail-oriented, and will work to make what can be a very stressful time as stress-free as possible. Call Louise today for all of your real estate needs. You'll be glad you did. For more information, go to nrvhomes.com. That's nrvhomes.com. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's University Club of of vt.com. 